0: Hello, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast today. I think it's going to be a really interesting one. I'd like to read to you the bio of my friend, Tyler Kass. You probably are very familiar with her work, but she's a nationally acclaimed innovator and expert in the fields of integrative medicine and psychiatry. Dr. Kass is known for helping individuals overcome anxiety, depression, and much more, and also She does this free of any medication, which is pretty amazing for a psychiatrist. She uses uh, natural supplements, of course, and she also uses her own line of hemp oil, hemp oil extracts, or CBD, and um, she is a frequent media expert on national print, radio, and television outlets. Dr. Cass educates and speaks to both medical audiences and the public. So I know she gets to teach lots and lots of medical uh, health care professionals and MDs. Uh, I've actually been with her at uh, times when she's talked today for him, for example. But she's also the author of several popular books that you can purchase online still. One of those books is called Supplement Your Prescription, Natural Highs, Eight Weeks to Vibrant Health, The Addicted Brain, and How to Break Free. So it's The Addicted Brain and How to Break Free. And your amazing itty bitty guide to cannabis. So, Hilah, thanks for doing this. I'm excited because you know we we talked a week or so ago, and thank you for coming on here. Oh, it was such a pleasure always. Well, what we talked a week ago about was that I had put out in the newsletter and our um, another recording, another video actually, of myself interviewing. Uh, somebody I just adore, who's been working with me for a couple of years on a project that we're doing. And he's a genetic student, just graduated on his way to med school. And he became really, really fascinated, I think, from me, actually, and this whole thing about CBD and he started doing a lot of research at the University of Georgia. They actually have offered like whole entire day seminars on CBD, which he attended and then did a lot of research on his own. And I thought, well, hey, let's do a podcast together. So it went out in the newsletter. And then Hila, first I think she texted me and she said, that isn't really the full story. And it's kind of a disservice not to tell the full story. And I said, great, let's get on a podcast together and tell the full story. So here we are. Here we are. Yeah, great. (laughs) All righty. Well, I'm going to, I'm kind of... you know, CBD is complicated to me. In other words, I haven't been able to follow the whole story for years now because I, I just know that years ago, um, at the very, very beginning of this wave of interest in it, uh, we had a booth at um, an a uh, autism conference called Autism One, and right next to our booth was... Uh, um, a company that had CBD for the first time. And that's when I got introduced to it. And it was became very, very popular in the autism community because it had such a positive effect, but it didn't always work for everybody. And it seemed that they had to change, you know, brands. And so it was still like, kind of like, to me, it brought up more questions than it did answers. And I just just decided not to go there. So this is, you know, I'm kind of a novice, very much a novice. I may ask you some really dumb questions. But could we, first of all, start off by talking about full spectrum CBD, which is what you told me most people sell. It's your products are full spectrum. And isolates. Sean was talking about isolates and, on what, you know, and all his research that he's done at the university there and all the learning he's done has been on isolates. So could we start off, first of all, by talking about the difference Okay,
1: and, and for starters, let me just talk a little bit about CBD. When I first heard about CBD, I said, oh, it's about getting high, you know, because I was associating it with THC, with marijuana, mm-hmm. with recreational, you know, it, 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 so even I, this was quite a few years ago, but I can understand people being confused. Oh, people <laughs> think that they need to go to a dispensary to get it. You don't because CBD is distinct from THC. THC is the part of the cannabis plant that gets you high. CBD is the non-high part. Um, But the other issue is that uh, the cannabis plant has many, many cannabinoids, not just THC and CBD. They're the famous ones. They're the ones we hear about. But the fact is that there are... probably over a hundred cannabinoids, vitamins, minerals, and a whole load of what are called terpenes. Terpenes are the part of the plant, of of any herbal plant that gives it its characteristic odor. It's aroma, like lavender, like lemon. Lemon verbena has like a lemony smell. Uh, And they're all very distinctive. So that and that's what gives pot it smells. you know when you smell pot you know that skunky smell mm-hmm. that's what you're getting you're, you're
0: that those are the terpenes from
1: the plant but well, the
0: terpenes have a medicinal value or they just add sort of an essential oil odor well essential oils as we know are extremely healing and
1: different essential oils have different qualities, different healing qualities. Some are good for pain, some are good for anxiety, and so on. So when you have the whole plant, the whole cannabis plant, you have all these cannabinoids, the terpenes, the vitamins and minerals, even some amino acids. So it's very rich, you know, like any herb, you're not going to isolate just the active ingredient, you're going to use the whole plant because that's how nature made it. And these are all made to work together synergistically. And that's called the entourage effect. So when you have a full spectrum CBD, you have one that has, it has to have less than 0.3% THC. You're not going to get high from it. Or you have a broad spectrum uh, product, which actually has had that less than 0.3% reduced even more to just about zero. And the reason for that is not that you're going to get high from the other, but for certain people who say um, military, police, or if your job involves drug testing, and if they're testing for THC and uh, it's not considered legal, I mean, federally it's still not considered legal, even though we have dispensaries in all the states, um, you could have a problem. You'll have a positive so drug
0: test. So even with a full-spectrum CBD that you go into your health food store and buy, and everywhere you go, I literally have seen it in gas stations, um, which we should talk about that, you know, who can you trust kind of thing. But um, so somebody in the military, which we have someone in our family in the military, um, he is always worried about that. He'll never take it, even though he he actually used the anti-anxiety qualities, well, these, um, but he's worried about the testing. So, are you saying that if it has any THC in it, it's going to show up on a test, or sometimes are there some that you can t- take safe? Yeah, there are some. There's,
1: there's CBD where the THC has been removed, and there's um, CBD that, by definition, CBD, uh, which is from the hemp plant,
0: mm-hmm.
1: can have 0.3% or less and legally be sold over the counter. It's not considered. A THC product.
0: I know, but that little tiny point, zero point three percent, is that going to show up in a drug drug test? If you take it chronically, and most mm. people taking
1: it, you know, over time, THC really does accumulate in the fat cells. So you just have to be careful there. You I, you can't promise people that it won't accumulate and that you won't have a positive drug test. So to be on the safe side, people that are subject to this kind of testing should get the THC free. That's all. And we can just stop at that, that part because there's a lot more to talk about.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I really want to address what I picked up on when you were having your interview with Sean. He was talking about very high doses, 100 milligrams or more, you know, 500 milligrams. Um, and what he was referring to is the research. The research is, has mostly been done on isolate. The reason for that, it's controllable. It's, it's like doing pharmaceutical research. They isolate a particular pharmaceutical, particular chemical, and that's what they test. As opposed to testing it, as opposed to um, testing like the full spectrum CBD, most of the research is on isolate. And when you use isolate, you need to use very, very high doses. And you run into problems with that because the higher doses can actually give you side effects. Um, It can also give you um, unwanted effects, for example, if you're taking it for anxiety, there's a what's called a bell curve. So you take a up to a certain amount, it gets better and better, and your anxiety is relieved at a certain point. But if you keep going higher, you know, then you're going to have your anxiety recur. That's what the bell-shaped, bell-shaped curve is about, as opposed to taking the full spectrum where you have all the, the all of the different cannabinoids and terpenes. You don't run into that. You actually just keep getting better at a certain point you'll plateau
0: and then you know that's your dose and you don't have to take any more. So um, are you saying that people with an isolate, for example, they, they if they're prescribed it by a doctor and, and you said the pharmaceutical companies are going to be, they're looking at the isolate because they want to use it. No, right. I'm not talking about being prescribed by a doctor. I'm just talking. Oh, okay. About, no, no, no. I'm no, just, no, just sure. saying you buy an isolate. Okay, so you're going to start taking a higher and higher amount? Or what about just accumulating? Like you take 300 milligrams today and 300 tomorrow and the next day and the next day. Do you, is that what you mean by increasing that bell curve? And then? No. No, it OK. Means, uh,
1: well, th- they did a study in Israel in 2015 at Hadassah Hospital, Hebrew University, where they took these poor little rodents um, <laughs> I think it was rats or mice and uh, inflicted an injury. So they had an inflammatory, they had an inflamed paw and they were given CBD. um, And when they were given the isolate, they had to, they were given a much, much higher dose. They had to keep raising the dose till it worked. And then they reached a certain point where it's, it not only stopped working, but it, the inflammation came back. They took the the other group where they gave them the full spectrum and it worked at a much lower dose. So the, the these rodents weren't exposed to so much product and it didn't have a bell-shaped curve. It reached a certain point that was good, relieved their inflammation, relieved the swelling and they were fine, these, these little rodents were fine and happy and running around. So that was a landmark study, you can look it up. I actually quoted it in my blog. I have a blog that says it's not just CBD, full spectrum hemp oil or CBD isolate. And where, where I explain it all in a lot of detail. So if you don't catch it here, uh, you can just list that on your website and people can go to it and really spend time understanding this concept
0: basically you give them your website right now i'm going to ask you again to repeat that later but just in case sometimes people like to go to the website while we're talking and see a picture of you my website
1: is casmd.com c-a-s-s m-d dot you. and if you want to go specifically to the blog there's a place that says blog and then you go to the hemp blog And uh,
0: And, and we're talking about it's not just CBD, full spectrum hemp oil or CBD isolate. That's when they need to look at. Right. Um, Well, okay. So so, go ahead. Yeah. The point I want to make is
1: you don't want isolate. Isolate is good for research. Uh, Nowadays, there are more studies using the full spectrum because that's what's really most effective. And it's what we want to use it's what you and i want to use um the researchers that's another story as i said they want to have a isolated pure product i don't think it's very practical like for example there was uh, there's a, a study that i like to quote and that is just to, to show how useful cbd is for speech anxiety you know so, pe- so most people would rather die than give a speech in public you know it's really scary so they took people that are really, really frightened of giving speeches and uh, gave half of them some CBD and half of them did not have CBD and they were tested before and after. And the people who were given the CBD did great. They sailed through it, even though they had been very anxious, generally giving speeches, they were fine. Whereas the group that didn't have the CBD were just as nervous as ever and they had a miserable time. So that's a good thing. that shows that CBD works. The, the negative thing about this study is they used 600 milligrams of CBD. And I'm looking at this, I, I don't, my people don't use that much. And you look mm. at it, it's, oh, it's isolate. That's why. So you really need to know that if you're using isolate, you don't have the advantage of the entourage effect, the synergistic effect of the whole plant.
0: One of the side effects that I notice from the isolate, as you continue to take more and more and more, is actually it affects your sleep, which is why people are often taking CPD today for sleep. I was really surprised to see that as a side effect. Yeah. Well, yeah. before we um, get off of the whole topic of dosage, because it's, it's really important, and I think it's one of the big areas people are really confused when they're buying one um, and they, they bring it home, they get it from you or whatever, and they, they have it now. How would you recommend they start to take it? Like how do you find your dosage? And d- does that dosage change? Like today you need this and tomorrow you need twice as much or whatever. Yeah. Usually we have our own range
1: um, and it, it doesn't, You kind of it kind of accumulates. It's not like it sticks to; it stays in your body, but but your endocannabinoid system gets awakened. The endocannabinoid system is where the CBD or actually the whole plant reacts. So you'll find your own dose, and the general rule of thumb is start low and slow. So you Mm -hmm. start off with, uh, like. One squeeze, a squeeze is considered, when, we, when you say a dropper full, you really mean one squeeze because if you try to keep, squeeze, you know how you can squeeze and squeeze and squeeze a dropper trying to fill it all the way and then it gets messy? That's not what we mean by a dropper full and I explain that very well on my website. You take one squeeze, that's a dropper full. Say you're, if you're taking my 1500 milligram bottle and that's 1500 in a whole bottle, one squeeze is 25 milligrams. So you can even take half of that, which is 12 and a half milligrams. Then the next, if that doesn't work, let's say you have some acute pain, you've you've been running and your knee hurts. You take say a 12 and a half milligram dose. If in a half an hour, it still isn't relieved, you take another half a dose. And, And so on, you just keep building up until you find your perfect dose for yourself. And if you don't have a target system, if you're just using it for maintenance, you, you just take it for a while and observe your, your mood, your um, energy, your sleep, your memory. It has so many effects. <laughs> it's so funny. Like people will take it for, for a headache and find out find that they're sleeping better. Or they take it for um, sciatica and their anxiety goes away. So it has side benefits rather than side effects. And the Mm -hmm. reason why it has so many widespread effects throughout the whole body and brain is because the endocannabinoid system really controls many, many um, processes in the body. It's it's like a homeostatic mechanism. It's really made to help to balance and de-stress you.
0: Well, that was my next question for people that don't know. They've never heard the term endocannabinoid system. What is that? And why have we not heard of it for? I mean, we know digestive system, circulatory <laughs> system, everything, but why, why have we not heard of it? Did it just get discovered? We didn't know about it exactly. For example, there was all
1: the research about THC starting in the 60s. Um, and then they finally discovered the THC receptor many years later, and then, um, again, from the same um, from the same group, from uh, Dr. Misholem, Professor Mishulam's group in Israel, discovered the endocannabinoid system, which is a system like it's hidden in plain sight, and it's there are CB one and CB two receptors all over the body. The CB1 are mostly in the brain, the CB2 are in the organs and in the blood, in the immune system, in the gut, which is a lot of the immune systems in the gut, and it all talks to each other. And it helps the body to work in in a sort of a balancing way. It's really a basic balancer, body balancer, to help us to de-stress to rest and restore ourselves. So you know, um just for kind of stress. I I just wanted to finish that because Hmm. we are so stressed (laughs) that to have a system like the endocannabinoid system, let's use it. And the way to use it to um activate it is to use CBD because a lot of people have a low endocannabinoid system. When you have a low endocannabinoid system, you're gonna be tend to be depressed Anxious, prone to having pain, prone to having migraines, muscle tension, PMS, menopausal symptoms um, being worse. It's not going to give you menopausal symptoms if you're not menopausal, but it, you know it, it helps to relieve them. So this is these are all the issues that it addresses. So when we raise the endocannabinoid system, it's like we're filling up our reservoir of this. Um, really wonderful balancing system, anti-stress system, um, mood enhancing system. So, and we only
0: discovered it a number of years ago. Wow, it's amazing. I mean, it's, (laughs) I'm shocked that it took so long to discover it and uh, I guess you're saying because the research was squelched on because THC was considered so bad They just stopped looking. Well, but but so you actually brought up, well, one thing I immediately visualized is that I see what you mean that these receptors are all over the body because of all, all the different, you know, everything that it's influencing, like calming you down. And for example, and improving your digestion and all. So you were mentioning, you know, the receptors for the brain, the receptors are in the gut. You know, of course, we talk all the time in functional medicine about the gut-brain connection, and then between the two is the vagus nerve, and that is a really important nerve for that parasympathetic response where you, the rest and digest part of our nervous system. So is there anything about that that, you know, your psychiatrist the perfect person to ask, but... Have you got anything to say about that, like the gut-brain connection? I'm always wondering what effect it's having on the microbes in the gut, if there's any research on that. And then we have these two being connected by this vagus nerve, just is there research on really positive effects on the vagus nerve. And it, does it have receptors? It does. And the, the microbiome
1: also interfaces with the endocannabinoid system. And it's, it's a lot we don't quite understand, but we do know, we're knowing more and more that everything is connected. You know, it's so kind of critsy that in, in conventional medicine, you know, you go to one doctor for your heart, another doctor for your arthritis, another doctor for uh, psychiatry, for your mood issues, when in fact, everything's connected. It's all physiological. We have to look under the hood. We have to look at all these connections like the gut, the brain, the vagus nerve, the sympathetic nervous system, parasympathetic nervous system, immune system, and see how it's all connected. And so the the corrections that we use are much simpler and more elegant than throwing drugs at people and you know you see you know five different doctors for five different systems and you're put on five different sets of drugs which interact with each other and uh, it's not a good thing whereas if you look under the hood and look at what is going on and very often the endocannabinoid system is involved and simply correcting that with say with cbd uh, particularly full spectrum you can have a real head start in Just about anything, you know, whether it's, you know, I can't make medical claims. I can't Uh say, you know, treat your arthritis, treat your heart problems. But I can tell you that there's really good research showing that uh, it's really good for cardiovascular health, for blood pressure balancing, uh, for the immune system. I actually did a blog on the immune system. And it balances the immune system. So it not only helps you have better immunity against bugs, um, including viruses, but it also balances you in terms of autoimmune issues. So mm-hmm. it's like to have uh-huh. two opposite effects, but it's a balancer. So wow. Well, that's
0: you, at this time, just the very positive effect it has on the immune system is huge. Um, I was thinking, though, that. Um, uh, the stress, you know, you mentioned the sympathetic nervous system, just so people, I used to be one of those people. I would always get confused, like, now, which one is the parasympathetic, parasympathetic sympathetic nervous system, and which one is the sympathetic? The Sympathetic is the stressed runaway, you know, fight or flight, just for people that didn't know that. And um, so that's pretty powerful, because one of the things I've learned over all these years is that no matter what you've got wrong with you, gut problems, SIBO, histamine reactions, whatever you think is going on with you, the first place to start is you've got to calm down stress. And I, I look at people's genes and I, it's one of the first things I like to look is, is this somebody genetically that is naturally going to have a lot of anxiety and be stressed at every little thing. Uh, so what we're going through right now, of course, and what we're, the confusion, the fact that we can't really trust what we're hearing, that's deeply stressful at a, a really deep level, so sounds like this this came the CBD full spectrum has come along at a much needed time for all that it's doing exactly I mean it's handling stress,
1: anxiety, immunity, um, depression, and again this, i'm I'm really talking about research that's there backing up what i 'm saying so um, it's it's important not to make drug claims.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So um, what I'm saying is we have really good research and I see really good results in patients, in my readers. Um, I had a friend with, with sciatica who we were at the Natural Products Expo and he had sciatica and he didn't want to take an, op- an opioid, smart guy. But he was in a lot of pain and he'd never tried CBD. So I had some on me, of course, so mm-hmm. with me. And I said, Here, try this. And he tried a dropper full of big guys. So I gave him a whole dropper full of the, uh, the 1500 milligram bottle, which was 25 milligrams. And it sort of helped. And then, you know, 10 minutes later, I gave him another uh, same amount. So he, at this point, he had 50 milligrams in him. And lo and behold, his sciatica went away. So I gave him the rest of the pot. I said, here, walk around with this. And when I checked in with him at the end of the day, he was great. He had, he had walked the floor the entire day, no pain.
0: Wow. And did he have to keep using it? Or was that dosage you gave him?
1: Every every about four hours, he had to redose. Mm. So he determined what his dose was, and that's what he took. And to this day, he's taking it. This was a
0: couple of mm. years ago. So, well, so chronic use, like somebody who takes it every day, like he's doing, mm-hmm. um, is there eventually um, a side effect from always using it? I, mean, I think that might be another big one. Like how long can I take this? Should I take a break from it?
1: The interesting thing is, first of all, it's not addictive. So when you stop taking it, you don't go through withdrawal, but it's a good idea to go off slowly just because for anything that you're taking, you know, you don't want to shock your body, and, and re- but it's a, not You don't go into withdrawal like you would with other uh, substances. And you don't have to keep using more and more. You don't develop tolerance to it. So you can just keep taking it. And some people just don't make enough. And this is probably a genetic predisposition. Uh, something else you really need to deal with is early PTSD or even later PTSD. Because when you have PTSD... Um, two things. You're using up your stress hormones and your endocannabinoid system can go down, but also people who are prone to PTSD are people with low endocannabinoid systems. So, you know, yeah, we're, yeah. ways. and in fact, we can treat PTSD with CBD.
0: Now, isn't that cool? So, so is I, the military using it? Because they have a huge problem with post-traumatic stress disorder. Are they... Why would they be against it? Well, they're not. It's not that
1: they're against it. Um, it it's to, CBD is. I don't know if they're doing any research with CBD in the military. I know they've done research with THC, and a lot of a lot a lot of ex-military and people, you know, I guess in the military, um, they're, they're tested, smoke a lot of pot because that was the only thing that helped their PTSD hmm I know that's to very true. And before we had CBD, what they had was weed, and that's what they smoked, and that's what would relieve their terrible anxiety, but it didn't have a permanent effect. They had to keep smoking. Uh, what we find is uh, if people are using CBD regularly in terms of their PTSD, uh, and also have some therapy around it, you know, it's, it's useful to have, um, you know, EMDR or tapping or what's called sensory experiencing. There are a number of um, tra- trauma therapies that are done by experts or you can do tapping yourself, but it's better if someone else does it with you, to help relieve and release the old traumatic memories that live in the fear part of the brain. And what CBD does is it actually mitigates that fear part of the brain it's as if the fear is becomes instilled and kind of locked into the amygdala which is the fear reactive part it's a protective part it's you know it it helps us jump away from a hot stove but when you don't have enough uh, of an endocannabinoid system it'll stay in there and you're going to have fear triggered you know, anytime you're near any anytime you're near a stove, or like with soldiers, anytime they hear a loud noise, they go right back into an explosion that was very traumatic.
0: Mm.
1: So when you do a little bit, you do some therapy with it, and you take CBD along with it while you're doing therapy. After the therapy, you get a much quicker and longer-lasting effect.
0: You know, um, we're baby boomers, of course, and you know would remember um, our generation of men were drafted into the service and off to war in Vietnam. And it was a horrible experience for them. They weren't at all prepared for it and trained and emotionally ready for something like that. So I know a whole bunch of them made it through their years over there by smoking pot. And then, of course, um, they even became sort of addictive or maybe what it was is they just realized that it helped them deal with stress so much. They kept on using it. Is um so you're saying THC is is more is is the one that's subjective, but CBD is not? Correct.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, let me also go back to those um, soldiers. Many of them were smoking weed while they were in Vietnam. When they mm-hmm. came oh, back, yeah. they, stopped. they stopped because they weren't subject to all that um, daily trauma. These aren't people with PTSD. These are people who are using it to allay their anxiety then but they didn't even become addicted they came home and they just resumed normal lives others mm. continued with smoking pot because they did have ptsd and they had to keep using it
0: mm. so if they were using it in vietnam and i know a lot of men were um, did they were they did it af- affect their uh, have an impact on their effectiveness as soldiers. That's an interesting point, and um, that's something
1: I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. But what I will say, getting back to the CBD THC contrast, that we we actually use CBD to help people come down from excess THC. And what I mean by hmm. that is that the THC that we have now is so strong, the the weed that we have has been bred to be recreational and it can have a very very high proportion of THC it's mostly THC with almost no CBD in it which makes it an unbalanced cannabis and when you mess with mother nature that much you get into trouble so when you have when you have such a high amount of THC there are a lot of people that are very sensitive to it and particularly younger people and particularly if they hadn't Tried it before, they can become paranoid and hallucinate on THC because it really um, upsets your your brainer of transmitters. And what happens is these poor people are taken to an emergency room because they're you know they're hallucinating, they're paranoid, they can be violent, so that and they're frightened, so they're taken to an emergency room, given antipsychotic medications, then they may be diagnosed as bipolar and then put on that bipolar cocktail of drugs and that person then becomes labeled mentally ill and so i've seen this where kids have had to drop out of school drop out of college just from smoking pot having this reaction and just gone down this whole really horrible pathway and end up at home in their room in their lives
0: motivation over mm-hmm.
1: They're well. They they're on all these meds, and they can't think straight, and they they've really lost themselves. And the truth is, if they had come to someone like me in the first place, uh, maybe I would have allowed them to have a drug just to get down from the acute discomfort. Of of you know, and if they're violent and all that, they're hallucinating. You may, you may need a drug, but CBD will go a long way toward balancing out the excess THC, just like it does in nature. So you can give them injectable CBD or really high oral dose and just keep dosing them until they come down because it neutralizes THC, it goes to the CB1 receptor and interferes with the connection. It kind of blocks the connection of the THC with that CB1 receptor and eases that whole THC reaction. And does it in a nice, natural way, and the person is left feeling—you know—they come down and they calm down, and they're okay. And then what you know about these people is that they are also probably really low in endocannabinoids. That those are the people who are most prone to this, even mm, though that yeah. THC was pretty darn high. So give them CBD for a while, and they will do well they can go back to school they can resume normal lives and they've learned
0: that they had better stay away from weed Uh, that is great to know and so basically to just to repeat this the cbd is blocking the thc receptor
1: it's blocking the yeah the thc receptor the cb1 receptor which thc reacts
0: with mm mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. But th- it has its place, the THC. We so don't want to completely throw it under the bu- bus. I mean, it seems from what I've read that- I it's was not part
1: of us. I was not I, at all because I have written in my book, Natural Highs, I wrote about medical marijuana years ago, 20 years ago, when it was not legal, it was not accepted. And I was one of those people who was really advocating it. In fact, studies came out of both Britain and, and legal decisions came out or legal recommendations came out from panels, both in Britain and the US, recommending medical marijuana, but they were both thrown out by the government, who both governments were afraid of legalizing or decriminalizing. And we've come a very long way since then, but where we've come to is is not a good place either, where it's so readily available, especially to young people. So. Um, I think there, there's definitely a, definitely a place for medical marijuana, even a place for recreational marijuana, but one has to be very careful. Know your physiology. Know your reactions. And um, you look at genetics. I mean, you don't, have, you don't have to do a genetic test to find out, but you can find out that you're likely to be a hyperreactor to THC or not feel good on it. And it's just your physiology. So... It's, it's, I would not throw it under the bus, but like anything, it needs to be taken in moderation, whether recreationally or um, as a medicine. And it's, it's a very good medicine for, for cancer. Uh, even for pain, if you have some THC in the mixture, it's a little better, but then you have to go to a dispensary, and that's a whole other journey. And very often, simply using CBD itself with the whole plant, the whole entourage effect with the terpenes and the um, the other cannabinoids will do a really good job with pain, like it did for my friend with sciatica.
0: And just relaxing, if you're using it to uh, feel more comfortable at a party or a social situation, you tend not to be. And just taking the CBD puts you there too, right?
1: that relaxed,
0: friendly, social state. That's exactly what I was saying. Like those people with
1: Mm -hmm. the speech anxiety, your presentation anxiety, same thing, social anxiety. So if you're going to a party, take some CBD. It'll chill you out, make you more social. Just take the edge off.
0: Well, um, you said that the uh, THC is stored in the fat cells. Uh, Is CBD stored in the fat cells? And then if you're... If you stop using it, and even if you gradually you know come down, 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 if it's stored in the fat cells, it seems to me that it would be you know starting is it released or will it stay in your fat cells throughout your body, or does it slowly get released into the bloodstream, and then you have sort of effects as if you are on THC, but you're not taking it any longer? Yes. So if you have, so but, but you started off saying
1: CBD. I think you meant THC. So I'd, oh Jerry I did. CBD I mean, yeah, exactly. Is THC fat. is
0: stored in the fat cells, right?
1: And our brain, our brain is about sixty to seventy percent fat. Mm-hmm. So we
0: do have it stored right.
1: in our brain, and people who have been chronic users, even after they stop, um, it'll be some time before they can clear it all out. Now saunas help. Um, taking CBD helps. Uh, but once it's cleared out, people notice such a difference. I, I mean, so many people have said, Wow, I can think more clearly. I didn't realize how cloudy my thinking was. And I, again, I, I don't want to be, you know, anti THC, but I'm just pointing out that when it's stored, it can interfere with clarity of thinking a small amount can help you think more clearly but you know people aren't known to use things in moderation especially if it's recreational CBD uh, recreational THC so that's that's what happens
0: you know, something I've been wanting to ask you for years and I just never remembered to when I'm with you so and take this chance right now um, years ago you started uh, uh, you know, t- kind of jumping ship. And as a psychiatrist, started finding natural ways to help your patients get well. What what inspired you to do that? What made you jump, you know, start to look for natural things? That's so unusual. Well, first of all, my training
1: was pretty much psychodynamic. Um, I was training at the Cedar sinai um, program, which was affiliated with UCLA. But UCLA was training much more in the use of drugs our program was te- teaching us more about psychodynamics so it started there and at the time there weren't a lot of drugs out so we didn't have we didn't have what they have now now there's just so many psychiatric medications and that was my orientation and that was being natural so i actually went from doing a lot of psychotherapy to then noticing how food affected mood, how low blood sugar was so important in terms of anxiety and depression. And I just began to read and go to conferences, and I had certain um, leaders who inspired me. And, and it, I was just really following my own, my own, I've always just followed my own path. It's mm-hmm. kind of who I am. Yeah, I'm um,
0: incredibly the- educated. I honestly can say this, as I do not know anybody it has attended as many conferences <laughs> as you have. I, I I'm shocked. Like I'm always thinking, oh my gosh, I was at another conference. So <laughs> you're constantly on top of anything new coming out, and there's nothing you don't know. So it's pretty cool that you 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 do follow your own path and you love learning so much too. Well, well, let's. I have a couple more questions. We probably should wrap this up, but. Uh, so, do you find people purchasing your, uh, pro- your products for pets? And the other part of that is as far as products go, do you um, when you developed yours? So, so here we have now. I understand that we have terpenes, and there's so many different ones with different purposes and effects in the body. So, when you put your product together, was there a rhyme or reason to it? Did you you know did you actually create it, or you just pick something? I did.
1: Um, I worked with a manufacturer
0: and they
1: have the raw material, but then I decide what goes, how, um, what amount to put in. Uh, My particular one has uh, extra beta-caryophylline, which is really good for pain and anxiety, and it boosts it, as it were. Uh, It's full spectrum Uh, actually broad-spectrum, which means it has zero THC. And uh, I put a lemon flavor in because I liked it. And it's nice and light. It didn't have that grassy taste to it. I also like the MCT oil because it's lighter. Uh, Some of the other oils are really heavy and kind of hard to tolerate. They kind of stick in your throat. So, yeah, I put together the components and people really, really liked it. I mean, you, you only are as good as what your results are.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: you can draw out something, oh, this looks really good. And then people try it, eh, not so good. This one was a home run. First time out, people were saying, wow, I tried, and they named some neat brands. And they said, I tried this, and I tried that, and yours worked better. So, hey, I don't know. It may be the cultivar. It may be, you know, where it's coming. It may be the extraction process. Maybe the particular mix, but mine works.
0: Well, I'm really glad you said that because I am one of those people that have tried different ones off and on, and I haven't really been able to say this really helps. It wasn't like maybe immediate. I probably wasn't using enough. I didn't know to, you know, take some and keep increasing the dosage for what I needed. But I also didn't realize the difference in quality. And I didn't realize that you could, you know, I guess, create or craft one. I thought they all were just doing what nature provided us, that you could actually take the best and put it together and create something. And, of course, being a psychiatrist, you would create something for for anxiety and relaxation and all too. So fortunately, I've traded you um, my wonderful probiotic protein shake for a couple of bottles. So after our interview, I'm going up right upstairs and start using it. Because honestly, when you gave them to me, I just kept them up in my closet and I didn't really use them because I haven't been all that excited about CBD. But I'm definitely I'm in a whole different place now. So thank you for that very much. What about the pets part? What's that? Is it good for pets? It absolutely- Because I see it for pets in the pet stores. I mean same thing with oh yeah can, I can they use human can they use yours?
1: They can, actually can use mine just in a smaller dose. You get the 500 milligram and just use a quarter of a dropper. In fact, I had a friend who's really sadly, his, his dog, who was a show dog, was, um, had cancer and was in a lot of pain and it just broke his heart. And I gave him some, I gave him a bottle for his dog and he told me that it just made such a difference. The, the dog relaxed, she was sleeping, she was clearly not in pain. And um, oh, it just it really warmed my heart. See that your dog liked that too.
0: <laughs> my little dog's <laughs> in the background, starts barking. I guess he's I know, verifying what you're saying. He says, yes, so that's, that's right, he, give me some. <laughs> he said that
1: that the dog passed away about two weeks later, but was very mm-hmm. peaceful for those two weeks. And that made me oh. so happy. And I'm actually coming out with a a pet one i just have to get the labels finished and it'll be up
0: perfect wow thank you so much for this interview Hila. i think is going to help a lot of people they're going to feel more comfortable they're using it and they're going to realize that it's something that they do want to you know one of the supplements they definitely want to take now so thank you so much and 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 if people want to order yours um they just They've just got the website, so you can just give us the um, the website address again.
1: It's casmd.com, C-A-S-S-M-D as in medicaldoctor.com, and then go to the store where you're going to find my hemp oil. And the reason why I call it hemp oil is because it's not just CBD, and I've been saying CBD throughout this program because it's for short. But when I'm saying CBD, I'm really meaning this um entire full spectrum product
0: so full spectrum but, but specially created to be and especially created by somebody who knows what she's doing so I, I think that's wonderful and just thank you very much for this whole interview today
1: oh you're so welcome what a pleasure always great talking to you and thank you for the contribution that you make I listen to your podcasts and I read your newsletters and I'm always learning from you and I love and
0: your protein powder. I was going to say, you <laughs> love and <it>. your greens. <laughs> so please that you do. makes me happy that you, you, know, you say, I love your protein powder. And it can, nothing makes me happier when you say that. So. Well, it has thank everything you. I don't have to add all these other ingredients. It's like all there, all in one. It
1: tastes good. <laughs> it tastes good. Yeah. Well, once again, thank you very much. You're so welcome. Take care. Have a wonderful day. You too.